0: Hello and welcome back to Burden Burl Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. While our conversations focus mostly on our favorite spirits, please remember that having a solid financial plan can help you avoid feeling as though the volatile stock and bond markets are driving you to drink. Yes, today's episode of Burden Burrell Talk is brought to you by Axiom Financial Strategies Group, which is a financial planning-based wealth management firm that serves to maintain our clients' paths to financial success, happiness, and overall well-being. Axiom's mission is to help individuals and families of all size grow and protect their wealth through an objective, thoughtful advice anchored in deep subject matter expertise. If you have a financial plan but are lacking confidence that you will achieve your goals or would like assistance in developing a financial plan, please reach out to the Axiom team at 812 913 7701 or email them at contactus at axiomfsg.com. Please remember to drink and invest responsibly. Axiom Financial Strategies Group, LLC, is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Axiom and its representatives are properly licensed and exempt from licensure. Woo-wee, that was a mouthful. Man, I tell you what, uh, anybody that would say, please drink or invest responsibly, you've got to really appreciate a company like that. So anyway, so hey, thanks for having us back out, Nick. Uh, We are uh, once again on Bourbon Barrel Talk having a great time here. And today, as we are going through what I'm going to call Festivus, airing of the grievances, this is episode one, and we're going to call this one allocated bottles and the issues that come with those is it a distributor issue is it a manufacturing issue is it um you know the secondary market what's causing the the issues with you know allocated bottles and uh everybody's gonna have to take a stance and where you sit on this and and because it's airing of the grievances we're only going to talk about the complaints or what we don't like about bourbon for the next few episodes so festivus so festivus for the rest of us jared tell us about festivus
1: Festivus as we know it today began with Frank Costanza, much to the displeasure of his son George, grew tired of the commercial and religious aspects of the season, and created his own holiday free of such distractions with the motto, a Festivus for the rest of us.
0: That's right. So Festivus, the reason we decided to do this as a holiday one is I Love Seinfeld. It's one of my favorite sitcoms, and uh, it, it was just uh, one of those great episodes whenever Festivus came out, and everybody got the raz George and about his childhood and all these type of things. So anyway, back to... Bourbon allocated bottles, store owners, distributors, manufacturers. Who's causing the issues here? So, Nick, do you ha- what's your take on this? And, and while we're doing that, we're going to drink a little Weller Full Proof and some Good Times Vanilla. So we got a couple of different bottles out here we're going to sip on, and maybe somebody will be able to like, whoa, that's really good or whatever. We'll go from there. So,
2: honestly, my first thought has been always the distributors and what they really bring to what. What,
0: what the hell did you just say?
2: <laughs> I've been trying to do it right. But I, you
0: know, Distri- distributor, or? distributor. There we go. All right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know. I, yeah. I don't. I, I don't even know what you said, but okay, go ahead. Yes, it, I was expecting that. But
2: most of the time, to- the what we've seen, and at least what I've heard a lot of, is you would have to have like certain uh, liquor stores sell so much either of their brand or maybe even one of their off brands to be able to get those bottles to come in. You, and it's and if they do it by a selling percentage. That can also send stuff out of state, especially how big those companies are. Whenever they're uh, taking those bottles, you know, around to the different stores, and they look at those who are selling that thing. Uh, you know, I'll use Buffalo Trace as an example. You know, I mean, are,
0: it's the biggest example, right? It's the like biggest almost example. Almost every
2: Buffalo Trace product is a, is an allocated bottle at this point. It is. That's very true. And so, a lot of those companies are using uh, looking at liquor stores of you know how much is their Wheatley vodka being sold for how much is or how much percentage is there fire that the fireball because that is actually tied to them in a way because i think a few of their uh, distilleries still develop fireball and make the fireball in, in those areas yeah. and so well it's bottled here in new albany yeah that's true yeah. Yep, but it is based on the sales of those companies and i mean heck you know think about it if you look at um florida summertime you know Teenage, college age—sorry, I can't be teenage, but college age people going down to their party, all the young, you know, recent gen wires—I guess you would say—you know, they're they're hammering the fireball. They're just going crazy with it, right? And so, if you think
0: about it, th- that's going to send allocations out of state, right? It's so, so I've heard that. I've heard that part of it, but but I still kind of almost want to blame it a little bit on the manufacturer. And the only reason I say that is because. They know, and they've known for a while that they're going to have issues, right? So Weller is one of those things that you used to find on the shelf, used to sit on the bottom shelf, you know, that came out in the San Francisco, what was it, like 2017, that the new Pappy Van Winkle, and you couldn't find it. So instead of either ramping up production, which I'm sure they've done, or doing XYZ, what they've done now is they're making more Weller products. So since it used to be just OWA, Green Level Special Reserve, and Weller 12, Now they've added CYPB and they've added single barrel, the orange label, and they've added Weller foolproof. So they've taken what was their natural, you know, standard product line of three, but three different products. And now they've turned it into six. So they've actually created part of the allocation issues themselves. Now, do I blame them for that? No, but then again, Their prices, the way they set them, are really not that much different between foolproof and all those others. I mean, so they're causing part of the allocation issue, but they're still charging a normal amount for it. But the stores themselves are not. Yeah. Now, how would you think that would relate it to, say, like, I'll I'll give an example of benchmark. Okay.
2: Do you think that's further diluting it to make, say, they're maybe not higher, they're more youthful stuff that they can get out to the stores quicker? Would try to drive them driving that price because I mean, the price point for benchmark is I haven't seen it ever over $24. I don't believe.
0: Well, benchmark's the new Buffalo Trace, and most people don't realize that. Like, benchmark is now going to be what Buffalo Trace is. Buffalo Trace is going to become an allocated product. I mean, you're already starting to see where you have limit one on Buffalo Trace, and like you get in some states, you just can't get it. I mean, like it's crazy. And (laughs) I, I was shocked whenever, you know. I was in North Carolina and they're like, we can't get Buffalo Trace down here. And I'm like, what the hell? What do you mean? And I went into like six different liquor stores. I was just trying to get a bottle for vacation to, you know, sip on something cheap and easy and (laughs) couldn't find it. It just didn't exist. So I went back to my tried and true, got me a bottle of 1910 and just had a good time. So
1: (laughs) what's like if you go to down to Buffalo Trace, they used to that. And I think Equal Rare used to not be a part of. Um, where you can only get it once every three months, and now all, both of those are a part of it. You yeah. can't get – you have to wait once every three months, along with Weller and Blanton's and all the other e. – E.H. Taylor.
0: Um, yeah, for sure. Lee, what's your take on that, man?
3: I think it's the distributors. Uh, I can't get that word right now with Nick, so <laughs> – <laughs> I, I, I've, I've ruined it for everybody. But, yeah, uh, driving the uh, cells with the lower-level tiered Wheatley vodkas or the Fireball to drive the uh, – the, the allocations um you did have a good point i didn't think about it going to different states but it, i think the relationship has sailed there's a lot of uh, liquor stores here in the louisville market that have had relationships that they'd have pappy and stuff and when they come in from a you know a corporate standpoint and change the distributor level i think that that had a, a big play in you know where we're at now so I, and then kind of scott what you said i think they've kind of capitalized on that from the marketing perspective so yeah no, it's a for a sure. bit of both, but
0: yeah, that's that's my whole take. I think it really is more or less both of their issues and both their faults. But I just it's one of those things that it's extremely frustrating when you, you sit back and things that you used to be able to buy now is just not very readily available. And you know, it, and, and everybody's doing all right. Let's let's not let's not just put it all on Buffalo Trace. I mean, Heaven Hill's doing the same thing. You know, they 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 took what was you know a standard package and basically they've repackaged it. And, you know, the old uh, Heaven Hill bottled and bond, the old Heaven Hill six year. All those things have all been repackaged a couple of different times, and now, if you want to get a similar bottle, I mean, it went from nine ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine to twenty two ninety nine, so I mean, like they're they're all doing it, you know. Now they theirs aren't as bad on the allocation side because there's not as many allocated bottles, I don't think, as far as Heaven Hill goes, other than what like your Elijah Craig barrel proofs and your Elijah Craig eighteen and twenty threes, and those are hard to find anyway. They always have been um you know or your old fitzes and stuff like that but but still nonetheless the same thing you know the distributor manufacturer they're they're thinning out their product line so much you know by adding the parker series you know by they took a big stash of that you know elijah craig stuff that was coming through so but i don't know it's all very very complex and and things to that nature so well they're foolproof Who, who's tried this bad boy it's delicious it's pretty solid You know, as much as I love a high rye, man, every now and then now, I still love my weeders.
1: Give me that nice, just sweet wheat. Sweet wheat. Awesomeness.
2: It's interesting to where it has kind of that ethanol kind of little tingle to it, but yet it still has that sweetness that kind of mid-late palate kind of creeps
3: in, which I really like.
0: This was a single barrel pick. What was it, O-Line?
3: Yes, O-Line, and it was for uh, Frankie's Charities.
0: Frankie's cherry was that this year or last year? Last year, last year. That's what I thought.
3: There's a little bit of fruit on that though too. Um, yeah, hundred percent. It's got some delicious. good fruit. Yeah, very, very sweet fruit.
0: Yeah, it's always funny, you know, I, because I've, I've, I've moved to so much more rye that every time I drink a little bit of wheat, I'm like, ooh, man, it's got a, a little bit of that it, the ethanol, like you said, you know, it kind of hits me in the back of my throat, and I'm like, ooh, caught, caught me off guard with that one.
1: You almost get, you almost get a little grape on there or something ah. on the nose, not not on the palate, oh, on the on, nose, on the nose.
0: No, no, no. no. I, I, I am getting kind of that darker fruit, like a little bit of that, but I, it's not grape to me. It's maybe more like maybe a little bit of plum. Maybe that's what it is. Or apricot, something those, like that. I'm, I'm thinking apricot. almost blackberry. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. I, blackberry and blueberries I were two of those things that I don't typically get. Like, and people say, oh, it smells like blueberry. I'm like, I guess I've I, when I eat blueberries, I never think about the way they smell.
2: No, I mean, uh, well, I mean...
0: And, and blackberries well, the same way. Like ras- las- raspberries, blackberries, like all those things. Like sometimes I don't really think about the way they smell as much as the way they taste.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
0: So because it's... So when people say, oh, I get blueberries, I'm like, you're full of shit. I never even smelled a blueberry, you know, that type of thing. So,
2: <laughs> Well, whenever I think of blueberries, a lot of times I think of like is kind of like that, the uh, crushed blueberries that you put on, on either in a pie or on top of like a, a sundae of sorts that you get during the fall, you know, harvest er- uh, time frame.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying with that. So, I'm Trying then, to think of that smell. <laughs> yeah, to me it's more like a, and, and I hate it because everybody's made fun of me now because I say it's so much stone fruit, more of a stone fruit, like a dark fruit.
1: What's a stone fruit, <laughs> We're not going through this, Jared. I'm going to punch you later. <laughs> I do know what a stone fruit is. I know you do. I
0: know you do but uh but that's what i get more on it i mean but it's got some caramel it's got some vanilla it's got all kinds of, it, it hits all the right spots i mean i didn't weller weller still is good man i tell you i mean I, i'm still an owa guy i mean since i moved away from weller 12 um because i like the higher proof stuff i mean I, I, i'm still just a, a, a antique 107 guy
2: I think well, that proof is just, it hits just right for the OWA, because I think, you know, granted the full proof is there, you're getting a lot more complexity there, but it's also, the complexity is
3: masking a little bit of stuff. At least that's what I get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A solid OWA store pick, can't beat it.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So, all right, let's dive in on this uh, Good Times Vanilla. Man, I'll tell you what, dude, that is straight vanilla. <laughs> Madagascar and vanilla... <laughs> It's got just a touch of like maybe almost like a, some some allspice, like clove or something in there. But man, it's so much vanilla. So it's much. weird.
2: It's weird. It's like it's that that vanilla is almost segueing. It's so potent, you can almost take mistake it as something floral because right at the end of that nose, it wants to tr- uh, transition yeah. a little. I
0: could, I could get that almost like some maybe a little honeysuckle or something something, something like that. The yeah. sweet floral. Oh yeah, that sweet floral yeah. notes there. I also get a little marshmallow on this. I was gonna say s'mores. s'mores you, yeah. I, you
3: almost get a little graham cracker in the way. I think, think it's a little smoky, so maybe like a toasted s'more or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So now, now I'm getting. Now I've took a pull of this, and I'm getting a lot more of that kind of marshmallow-y, graham. That that really hard vanilla that you could see as a s'more or like a very little. Graham cracker, and you have this huge marshmallow on top of it that you just toasted. And whenever you bite into it, you get more marshmallow than you, the graham, but you know it's just kind of there. Those yeah. are the
1: best marshmallows though, because they make those <laughs> campfire ones that are like this big, and they're awesome.
2: How big is it? Because it's this uh, radio. <laughs> you know that's a good question. Because
1: <laughs> he, it, cause, I can make it really cause, dirty. Cause
2: Jared did a did a visual sizing bigger instead.
0: than bigger than anything <laughs> Morgan's ever seen. <laughs>
1: No, you know, I'm not gonna take too much offense because I was gonna say the same thing, <laughs> I was like that close, and then you just went in with it.
0: Listen, man, I, I'm gonna play that yeah, for I, her, and I, she's gonna be like, Yeah, that's that's pretty true, probably true. <laughs> wow, wow, <laughs> oh man. So, any, anyway, <laughs> distributors, manufacturers, they all have an equal share, I guess, in distributor. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. <laughs> so, it, it, to me, it's it, I, I still got to go back and just say, you know, it, it's definitely an issue. We've got to figure it out. And uh, I, I, I think, you know, Lee had said it best, you know, and it was before we got on air, the fact that when are they going to catch up? And will they ever catch up? Like, is, is there going to be a time where Weller 12 is going to sit on the shelf again? And I don't know that they will. And the reason I say that is because of – I think they'll continue to branch out that product line. So what's next in the Weller? Are they going to do Weller something else? Are they going to do – it's been a joke – Weller pumpkin spice, you know. Because I mean, <laughs> they going to start doing finishings on Weller, you know. Weller tenure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, what's next? And and, and that's the thing. I, I think that's what will continue to happen, and, and allocations will change because of those things. I, I don't know that we'll ever see a readily available of anything now, I do think that eventually the secondary market will come down because there will be so many good things out there to drink, and and, and that'll be in another one of episodes, which some people will have a different opinion on, which will be uh, new labels, you know, people that are taking juice from whether it be Barton or MGP or wherever and, and, and bottling it as their own, you know, a non-producing you know producing distiller, and then, uh you know, making it into whatever product it is, because a lot of those are really good,
2: so... I mean, one example that I would want to throw out there is, is that a lot of places have upped their production line. Now, an example, uh, I think it was just about a year and a half ago, uh, Barbara and I went through a uh, tour of uh, Buffalo Trace, and they were finishing—they only really had one full column still at that time that they were doing all their mash bills on. But they were in production of doing two more additional column stills. So they could almost literally be running all three of their mash bills constantly— all the time. Now, granted, we're not going to see this stuff, this the juice that's produced from there for... Six, eight,
0: you know, ten years? I mean, ex- ex- how long is it
2: going to be? Exactly, but, you know, the question is, is that at that time with this, that ramp up production, you know, are they going to, as you said, or we talked about, is having other product lines that are going with that, or are they going to finally be able to catch up, and maybe they have an abundance of their product?
0: Right. right. I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good problem, I guess, for them to have, but... For me, it's a uh, it's it's definitely uh, been been problematic at best. So I don't know. All right, let's 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 rate these two real quick. We'll get out of this episode and then we'll head on to uh, the old uh, other side and we'll talk about some other stuff later, another week or two. So, but uh, we got the foolproof and then we got the the good times vanilla um I, i'm gonna take the weather foolproof i mean this thing's delicious it's got all it hits in all the right spots um not that the the vanilla is not good it is it's just to me it's a it's a, actually almost a little too strong on the vanilla like it, it almost overtakes a little bit of the rye spice that normally would come off these mgp barrels um but you know there you go that's just my humble opinion lee you
3: i think i'd go with the weather foolproof as well um the good times is, uh, it was good, but I think there's a little bit of the finish that I didn't uh, care for, and I don't know, maybe it was a little too much vanilla. But um, Weller proof well, Weller foolproof. Now you can't spell distributor. You can't say Weller. What's wrong with you, man? Been drinking. <laughs> uh,
2: myself, I'll go with uh, the Weller. Um, I mean, I think it, as you said, I mean, the, the, there is a proof difference. Proof is going to give you that more complexity I, difference.
0: I, I bet there's not much proof difference. I bet one's one sixteen, the other one's probably one fourteen. Oh, what's the what's the, the good is. times? One eighteen. One eighteen. So really, I mean, so there's really only close. eight 4%, or, yeah, four percent. Yeah, four proof. Yeah. So, so yeah, two percent.
2: It's not very much. So yeah, I I actually surprised because I mean uh, the good times doesn't drink. 118
0: no it, it it drinks like 95 i mean it's, it's super smooth that's a great it's a great pour i just that, that 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 particular weather foolproof is really good yes going up against
2: it it doesn't have much competition
1: yep. i guess we'll just make it a clean sweep probably the foolproof
0: gotcha good deal good deal well all right so that that's our that's our festivist conversation number one allocated bottles is it the distributor or is it the the manufacturer that's causing the issues you might even say sometimes it, it could be the store owner because we're talking about prices, too. But we'll talk about that on another episode of this. But anyway, this is Scott. If you want to find Bourbon Barrel Talk, you can find us on any of our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook, all that good stuff. You can email us at talk at gmail.com. And uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, um, whether it's Spotify or iTunes. So this is Scott, Nick, Jared, and Lee signing off. Peace out. Distributor.